This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 388 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Real estate, Chantel, and join up. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Bed in a Box and Uncle Jimmy's. This is the year of the listener, and it continues with Auditor Chantel Mallinson from Pennsylvania. We take our once-a-month look at equestrian real estate with Joan Pletcher of Ocala, Florida. And Helena, she does some join-up. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Helena, did you get major snowstorm or did you miss most of it up there in Rhode Island? We got moderate snowstorm. We got about mm, eight inches. About eight inches of snow. Oh, you didn't get blowing. nothing compared to anything. <laughs> I know. Eight inches and, and a lot of blowing wind. It was super windy. It was the, I know it flooded a lot of places in New Jersey. Was your ocean up? Our ocean up. There were a lot of people out surfing because, you know, when when it snows out, it's really not that cold. It, it's, you know, somewhere around 32. What do you have a wetsuit with a heater in it? They have these crazy wetsuits, yeah. And then they grease their face all up, like their eyelids and things. And Ugh. That's they will just, do that's dedication there. That's, yeah, I know. Wow. So uh, so we got about eight inches, and then the next day it was beautiful out, and now just about all the snow is melted. Well, I'm heading to Philadelphia for the for the Ada show this weekend, so I'm waiting to see uh, if uh, they're still going to have snow. They had three feet. So. Yeah, they got, I can't believe how much snow Kentucky got. I know. You cut out just in time. <laughs> yes, we did. I was really glad we didn't live in central Pennsylvania anymore, which they, where they had the most snow, and in Kentucky. I was really glad of that. I'll take our little chilly nights down here in Florida. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I'll be at Ada. We'll be recording a whole bunch of new Tack and Habit episodes this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. You're not coming. I'm alone this weekend. It's just me. You, I know. Jennifer's I know. not. She's never going to Philadelphia in the winter again. So. <laughs> <laughs> she moved to Florida, man. Yeah. That's all she needed. Yeah, it's not happening. So, uh, I know. I yeah. see all the video clips of her, um, of you guys going to Lynn Palm's place and doing all those fun little <laughs> Things, the shows, well, and you, the rides. You've been, uh, I saw a, a post that you made to Debbie Lauk, who, of course, does the Horsemanship Radio Show, Monty Roberts' daughter. And you, uh, I saw a post that you made to her about an experience you had with your horse. So tell us what you've been doing. Tell us what's been happening. Well, a whole lot of nothing is what's been happening, <laughs> which is why this little thing with Brody was so surprising. Um, so over the summer last year, I towards the end of the summer, I... Um, joined up or I signed up for Equus Online University, which is the Monty Roberts online training program. And it's a series of videos that are 
it can be anywhere from like, you know, four to 10 minutes long. And they're components of the, the join up program. And so I, you know me, I'm like total New Yorker. I'm a skeptic about everything. And it's like, if you can package it up and sell it, I do not want to buy it. So, um, but of course, because Debbie and Monty have been a part of the horse radio family, I was like, let me give this a try. These are my friends. And Jamie had been having some success with it. So, um, especially with Thor, you know, her Mustang. Yep. Yep. So I, I went through, I think four of the videos of the introductory videos about how to get your horse to join up. Um, so that covered, you know, it was an introductory lesson and then it was join up and follow up. And I went outside with Brody and I was like, let's just give it a try. I don't have a round pen. Now, I don't even have a round field. T- tell new listeners about Brody. Why did you have a desire to do this with Brody? Well, honestly, I, I don't have a lot of time to get out and ride anymore. I don't have a horse trailer, which is a really big problem when you have your horse at home and your field floods. So, um, and I can't, I don't have access to trails. I can hack down the road. It's a very quiet town, but you, you get tired of hacking down the road. And if you go off the road, you end up on people's private property, which is great. Most of the people are happy to have you. But there's a lot of people that have dogs and ATVs and shotguns and, and other things. So you have to be really careful if you ride off the road around here. You just kind of, you have to be a little bit more careful than places that have marked equestrian trails. So I was like, I need something to do with my horse that will keep him calm and relaxed. He spooked on me a year ago. Um, and he was completely justified in doing so. I mean, it was a totally justified in doing so. I just wasn't paying in the t- paying attention and my girth was loose and it was like the perfect storm of stupid stuff. And I fell off and broke my wrist for the second time and it left me feeling um, a little low in the confidence scale. So I was like, all right, let's try it. Let's do some groundwork. Let's reconnect and then see what happens when I get back in the tack. I was really surprised that I was able to get Brody to join up. Now, for those of you who don't know Brody, he is a 17-year-old, 15-3-hand, old-time Appaloosa. So he's stocky. He looks like he's got some draft in him. Um, A sweet, sweet horse. Very safe. Very gentle. Um, Not a mean bone in his body. But like all horses, something jumps out at him, he'll startle. You know, you got to be paying attention. So he joined up. I mean, it, it, I was surprised. I turned around to Buck and I was like, did, 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 that, did, did this really happen? Did my horse really just like do everything that Monty Roberts said he would do after I did these very easy things? So... The next day I went out and I did it again. And sure enough, Brody repeated all of the behaviors that Monty pointed out in his lessons. So I was like, all right, once is a fluke, twice is a coincidence, three times I'll be convinced. I had this horse walk, trot, canter in both directions, halting just by my body language, and then following me around the field, what they call follow-up. Um, after just four sessions. And I think maybe I spent about 20 minutes each maximum with him. Fast forward, I don't know, five months where I really haven't had a chance to do much except get on and do the occasional hack down the road. 
for the past two months, we've done nothing. He's just been a pet because it's been freezing and rainy and everything's muddy. So it snowed the other day. And I went out there to take R- some pictures. Remind me to ask you why you live there again at the end of the show. <laughs> Shut up. Go ahead. I know. Dude, I'm going to start a crowdfunding site so I can get a trailer. That's just how it's going to go. I have to. Whatever. Okay. So I'm like, Brody, let's go out into the field. It's like there's about eight inches out there. It's beautiful. The sky's blue. He's handsome. I was like, I'm going to take your picture. So I opened the the gates to the field and we both walk out there. And of course, he's got his nose to the ground and he's all snorty and he's like, oh, this is cool. And he he looks all proud. And of course, he's trotting through it. And every horse who trots in the snow looks like a Grand Prix dressage horse, you know. So I go into the center of the field and I position my, my phone. I'm starting to take pictures of him. And he stops his little parading around and he starts to walk a circle around me. I was like, what are you doing? I don't have any treats. What, what's happening here? So it took me a second and I realized, oh, okay. I think he wants to work a little bit. So I ask him to trot, just a little trot. And he picks up the truck. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, we, I haven't even thought about join up in half a year. So I ask him to canter. He canters. I ask him to halt. He halts. And then he walks into me, you know, on the circle, center of the circle, puts his head down. And I start walking around the field, making tracks in the snow. The horse followed me everywhere I went and then back up to the barn, stayed right behind my right shoulder the whole time. And were you crying by the time you got to the gate? I was, it wasn't. It wasn't tears that I had. It was my heart filled with how stupid am I that I couldn't, that I was so cynical. How wonderful a gift this is that the Roberts family has bestowed upon anybody who's willing to listen. The gift is there. You just have to be willing to receive it. And I just, I became overwhelmed with gratitude, A, that the gift was there, and B, that I was in a place where I was open to it. I had no no um, plans for this horse other than just to take his photo. So I was totally open, no expectations. And um, I think he really appreciated that and was telling me in his way that he likes the kind of work we do when we do the join-up stuff. It's fun for him. How cool is that? It, it was really cool. I, <laughs> and I would say the feeling that I had the most was gratitude and humility. And that's tough for an Italian girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough for anybody. It is, it is. It's tough for anybody. But of course it inspires me. And now I'm like, oh, what else can we yeah, do? The- <laughs> <laughs> now the next time you go out, there'll be huge expectations. <laughs> I know you. It'll be like, okay, now I expect you to jump three-foot fences. And... <laughs> no, and, yeah, I know. no, I just... I don't know what I want. I, I don't know what I want. You know, but, it's funny because uh, Mary Kitzmiller just put out a DVD for how to get your horse to lay down on command. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you can lay down and, you know, you can actually sit on them and stuff, um, kind of like the trick horses do. And, uh, you know, she just did a DVD on that. He sounds like the kind of horse that would, uh, would like that kind of stuff. He would. He yeah. likes to work. Like, he's not a, he's not a lazy bum, but he doesn't appreciate 
ring work for the sake of ring work. He's not that kind of, he doesn't have that thoroughbred. Right. Let's see what this we can do This was more of a game, so it was fun. And like, he's chill. Like, yeah. I remember going back a couple of years now, we had Wendy on the show, Dr. Wendy Ying, and we were talking about, remember the different elements? Yep, yep. And my horse at the time, Pi, was an Arab saddlebred cross. Um, some call him a national show horse. And he was, he had a lot of energy. He was a wicked, smooth, fun ride. But he was like a Ferrari. And his element was fire. Well, so is mine. <laughs> so Wendy's like, you know, you put two fires together, yeah. you're going to have a fire. <laughs> you're going to have a disaster needing help. <laughs> right. So Brody, it turns Emergency out. Emergency personnel actually, will be called. <laughs> yeah, and they were. That's how I spent the next year yeah, race right. with a blown ACL. Um, so Brody is an earth element. And he's very much um, representative of the earth element. He's solid. He's grounded. He's nurturing in a way. What you see is what you get. So... Very We're cool. a good match that way. If and anybody's I, interested in that, you can just go to moneyroberts.com and look up the university. It's uh, Every one of our listeners that has done it has had stories like this. And, you know, this is not a commercial. This is not a paid commercial. This no, is just it's something so not that Helena has lived through. So uh, I, Jamie's gone back uh, in March for two weeks to, to Flag Is Up Farm. I'm going to spend two weeks there doing, well, work, <laughs> doing more training because she we loved it that much. Yeah. We were talking about... Um, Every year, Buck and I go to the Caribbean. Right, for a week, right, yeah. Right. So we were planning on Antigua this year, and we may still go. But I was like, I wonder what he would say if I suggested flag is up farm. Well, you know, you can tell him you're going to Dutch World because Solvang right there is kind of a Dutch town. It's a it's a tourist trap, um, and it, everything's Danish. So there's good food. There's he, he can. He, it's right by the farm. He can hang out in, in Danish World. Uh, no. Gain about twelve pounds while you're up there working. At, uh, well, he can up. ride too. I bet he would like it. He <laughs> loved it. He wanted to try it next. It's beautiful. So. It is beautiful up there. It really is. Well, that's cool. MoneyRoberts.com is where you can find that. We have to uh, head off to our first real estate segment. Uh, we're going to be talk, uh, doing this once a month, uh, taking a look at a property from around the country that's for sale. That could be kind of fun just to hear about them and talk about them. We all like to dream, right? And we're going to be talking to Joan Pletcher, who's one of the biggest realtors for farms and ranches down here in Florida, in central Florida, in the Cala area. See her picture everywhere. So we're going to get her on first, and then we'll mix it up every month, uh, to hopefully getting around to different parts of the country. But first, we're going to hear from our good friends at Bed in a Box, and then Joan Pletcher with our real estate segment. Welcome to BedInABox.com, where you'll find the most comfortable, pressure-relieving memory foam mattress at only one-third the cost of the leading brands. We have created an exclusive memory foam that sleeps cooler, rebounds quicker, and cradles your body in pain-relieving comfort better than other types of memory foams. Introducing our new memory foam technology, by swirl-infusing gel into our advanced memory foam, we have created an even cooler, more comfortable sleeping surface. Best of all, it's made right here in the USA. He had been dealing with back pain and chiropractor visits for a while, so we decided it was probably time to find a new mattress. So we started doing some research on memory foam mattresses and found bendabox.com. We were on a trip with some friends, and they actually had a bendabox mattress in their camper. And on their recommendation, we decided to get one for ourselves. 
They got it to us in no time. We had no problem adjusting, and we were thrilled with the comfort. In fact, my husband doesn't have to get up early anymore due to back pain. He can lie in bed for as long as he likes without any discomfort. We recommend Bed in a Box to anyone who has back problems or just needs a good night's rest. We believe we have created the world's best memory foam mattress. Using independent accredited labs, we have tested our mattresses against the industry leaders to ensure comfort and durability. Test results show our mattresses relieve pressure better than the more expensive ones found in retail stores. Buying a mattress over the internet may seem risky. That's why we offer a 120-day zero-risk return policy. You get a full 100% refund if you're not satisfied. No hidden fees and no return shipping charges. And we back them with a 20-year warranty. Sound too good to be true? Don't take our word for it. Read what real customers are writing about us on Facebook, Twitter, Viewpoints.com, and other third-party review sites. We are dedicated to quality and service. We offer fast, free shipping to the contiguous U.S. Your mattress will arrive conveniently packaged and will be ready to sleep on within minutes. With the benefits of the leading brand mattresses, but at one-third the cost, why wait? Start getting the best sleep of your life. Call, chat, or email one of our friendly customer care agents to learn why 99% of our customers sleep better and toss and turn less on their new bed-in-a-box mattress. Well, one of uh, the things we do every month is we take a look at a cool pro- uh, equestrian property or a farm or a ranch around the country that's up for sale, so we can all dream a little, right? And Helena, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of them for sale right now down here in Ocala. And when you drive around Ocala and you see a farm, you're probably going to see Joan Pletcher's picture on it. And I, I feel, Joan, like I know you. We've never met, but <laughs> I have been seeing your picture for a long time on farms. So it's good to finally meet you. Nice to visit with you. You know, you, and you must get that a lot because your you, your picture is everywhere. So people could probably come to you. They feel like they know you for forever because you've been around doing this in a Cal area for a long time. You know, the great thing for me is I love what I do, so I don't ever work a day. What and you get to <laughs> represent some beautiful properties because we do have some beautiful farms. If you're a horse person and you're moving to Ocala right now, too, there seems to be a lot for sale, isn't there? There is a lot of really nice properties on the market, but I will tell you that things are picking up and moving. You know, I had one that I just reduced yesterday, and in 24 hours, I had four calls, and two people looked at it and have a contract accepted. And that Mm. was a really nice farm that had an arena and jumps and everything. So if people are in the market, now's the time to come look. Well, and there's a lot more people now coming down from Aiken. A lot of the eventers are giving up on Aiken because it's still too cold and coming to Ocala. So there's a lot more horse people between the dressage riders and the jumpers and the eventers coming into. Is that what you see mostly or are you seeing other disciplines coming here as well? You know, I do see a lot of other disciplines too. And and we have the horse park and there's a lot of people that love to ride the trails and just, you know, be a horse person. And not necessarily shows. So the land around the greenways and trails is very popular, too. And mm. what a lot of people don't know, Helena, is that we have a lot of the event, the big-time event or endurance riders come down here because there's so many miles of trails in the forests, and they come down here, and they, they winter down here as well. So you have the Arabian endurance riders uh, showing up uh, there. 
it's just such a comfortable place to be a horse owner. It, it really is a lot a more than in the Northeast recently. <laughs> yeah, exa- which which is a, which is a perfect reason for why Jones Business is doing so well. You know, we we're all still recovering from last winter, and I think a lot of people made plans to think about buying a property in Florida. So I'm really excited to have. And we have live oak trees and palm something. trees and Spanish moss. What more do you want? Right there, it really is beautiful yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have? Um, what are you going to feature today? It's I, I took a quick peek and. I'm very excited. I just uh, have reduced a really wonderful property up in the Northwest. It's called Regal Merritt Broke. It's 26 acres. It has a beautiful home on it. An indoor, not completely indoor, but a covered arena. Really nice luxury barn with eight stalls. Then it has a great equipment building that has a live-in apartment. And you're running the Olympic medalist country, close to David O'Connor's place and Longwood Farms, and you're just, oh, probably like 15 minutes to hit at the oh, most. That's so, convenient. It is very convenient. And there's a lot of beautiful live oak trees there and rolling land. And she has it landscaped perfectly. So how many bedrooms and bathrooms does this house feature? It has three bedrooms, two baths, and a half bath. And a beautiful kitchen. I'm just looking. I always look at the kitchen first. And, and I, I like the kitchen. And it also has one of those center of the room. What do you call those? With the fireplace on each side? Uh, right. Yeah, I like those too. Yeah. That's, and the, and you know, the kitchen has the island in the middle. So the cooktop is in the, in the center of the kitchen. But it's got this awesome hood. It's like totally custom. Hood. It's got yeah. the wood, the like wood the, cover or copper yeah. cover. So you can cook to your heart's content and not worry about your Not your that that's a concern for any of the horse women in our audience, but your husbands can cook to their content. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, those of us who are sort of attached <laughs> to men who can cook, we, we appreciate the, the hoods. That is an extra bonus. That is an extra bonus. <laughs> it does not come with the cooking husband, though, right? You have to provide that yourself. <laughs> Although That's... if you live in this property, he'll just show up at your doorstep. I promise you that. <laughs> For an extra five hundred thousand, you can get the cooking husband. That comes with it. Joan will arrange so has... that. I'm I'm drooling as I'm going through these pictures. Um, there there are beautiful shade trees. There are palm trees. Um, the paddocks are like they they appeal to my OCD because they're so neatly and symmetrically laid out. Right. You know, that's what's so great about Ocala is with our composition of soils and the lime rock and everything, it's just perfect for growing good horses and and being able to support more horses than a lot of areas in Florida. And we're not your typical Florida because we've got the rolling hills and the live oak trees and which makes it really unique and we're typically cooler and not as much humidity as a lot of areas in Florida. So it makes it better for the horses. Yeah. In Ocala here, we're halfway in between the uh, Gulf and the Atlantic. So, and we're about an hour and a half north of Orlando. And really between here and where Dr. Wendy, for example, lives in, or lives in Sarasota, there's a good 20 degree, 10 to 20 degree difference in the summer and the winter. 
And so, that is true. yeah, in the winter, well, 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 last couple nights we've gotten down into the low 30s, high 20s. So it still gets chilly, but, you know, during the day, then it gets back up to 65 or 70. So it really is perfect weather. And where this property is located in the Cala, it's not all sand. There's actually a little bit of dirt. So the grass actually grows better and it makes great footing uh, where they but that are. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. That's very cool. And, and you know, you got. If you want to ride all day, you've got the covered arena that's really nice and perfect for your jumping or barrels or raining or anything that anyone, you know, in competition would want to practice on. And Joan just lowered the price to 25000 so get it today. Uh, oh, no, Not that was 25. right. No, that, I was just kidding, Joan. <laughs> you just wanted to get their attention, I know. You're fresh. <laughs> I was like, I'll be right down. <laughs> two million three on this one. But you have properties, you know, if, if you're not a millionaire and can't afford two million three, there are some. One of the things about Ocala is you can get some really nice farms for, for less than a million dollars. There are some. I, I, I just reduced 40 acres. And there's a beautiful barn with an apartment above it and paddocks and another building. It was a million two, and just last night they reduced it to eight ninety nine. So, and that's in the southwest, not far from the horse park and the trails. It's a great location. It has beautiful live oaks too. So, if someone wants to have their barn and an apartment, come and go off season, or a place to build a really nice house, that's a perfect location. Yeah, there are a lot of them, and you know, even in the half a million to a million dollar range down here, you can get a nice farm. Uh, you sure can. Yeah. Well, Joan, it's been good to meet you. The website is joanpletcher.com. We'll put a link to it in our show notes as well as we'll put it on our Facebook page. And, uh, well, good luck. Uh, good luck with this property. If people want to look it up, I guess they just go look under farms on your website, right? Right. Okay. It's joanpletcher.com. Sounds good. Thanks, Joan. Excellent. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Joan. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love, the award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, the incredible Licky Thing, also in Sugar-Free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious, flavored-filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors. Apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. It is the year of the listener, and now our Stable Scoop Listener of the Week. Well, we continue the year of the listener with uh, one of our terrific auditors and listeners. For It's been a listener for a very long time. And also 
a friend of Helena and I's. Her name is Chantelle Melanson, and she is from southeastern Pennsylvania. Hey, Chantelle. Hi, how are you guys? Good. I was trying to figure out how long we've known each other. We, you know, I, it's no secret that uh, I used to work at Bit of Britain, and Chantel's worked at Bit of Britain ever since I can remember. Um, uh, I, yeah. So it's been, what, 10, think, 12 years? No, I think it's been longer than that because I think I came to Bit, because I worked for Bit of Britain twice now. Um, the first time I came was when you were there, and that was like 2002, I think, maybe 2003. Well, that'd be about right. Wow. We've known yeah, each other for a yeah, long so time. We're, we're more than 10 years. <laughs> now we, we all hit that at about yeah. the same time. We all sort of converged in that. Yeah. That, that, a, uh, that. Helena was about the same time, too, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2000 and, well, I was 2004, I think. Yeah, when, okay. we, went, when we moved to uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Hey, this was, yeah. yeah, just six now, months old. Just to let the listeners know, we did make a pact before the show started that Chantel uh, wouldn't tell any of the bad stories on me, and I wouldn't tell any of her bad stories. So, uh, <laughs> so we made that I agreement. I don't for- have to follow that <laughs> rule. So... <laughs> We may have I'll gone to a few uh, a few shows and events together with the crew and and uh, maybe drank a little too much at times. Uh, a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did some shows more than others? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Tell us a little about yourself. Did you grow up horsey? What's the scoop? Um, I grew up um, not from really a horsey family, although my um, dad was very much into uh, the races and stuff like that, but. I uh, grew up with a pony in my backyard doing 4-H kind of stuff. Um, went to horse school, um, Lake Erie College, did a um, major there um, for equine repro. And then from there, I've been doing, uh, I spent about 10 years or so, maybe more than that, um, grooming, barn managing, that kind of thing, um, until, yeah, it started getting the better of my body, I guess, <laughs> I started getting old. To get a real job. You were at a dressage barn, right? Uh, yeah, dressage and breeding before um, before my current situation. Mm-hmm. And what um, what was that like? Uh, you know, because we have a lot of younger listeners, uh, teenagers and stuff coming up, who are thinking that that's something they really want to get into and do. And I know you did that, as you said, for a very long time. So, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? It it is great. Um, I would say definitely have a fallback because you know. It's very easy to obviously get, you know, pretty injured, even working on the ground with horses, and you might not be able to do it um, full-time afterwards, you know, unless you have a lot of family support, maybe to, um, you know, to supplement you that way. Um, The problem is, though, sometimes, you know, after you are in the horse business, say, 10, 15 years, even a college degree doesn't really matter that much anymore. So um, it's probably good to at least keep your fingers someplace else, um, you know, in, in order to be able to transfer whatever skills you have besides, you know, grooming horses, cleaning stalls, you know, riding dressage, whatever it may be, um, you know, doesn't really um, correlate into the real world quite as well. So so definitely keep yourself open to doing a lot of different things if you are working horses full-time. Were you 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 were also in the uh, breeding side of things uh, there, and and I think you worked directly on the breeding operation for a while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of um, fresh and frozen um, semen um, and that kind of thing. So I worked in the lab a lot, 
um, coordinating that. Um, I did do some of the foaling out of the mares. Um, that was always probably my least favorite job, just because I have a tendency to be kind of an anxious person anyways. And so if oh, I God, am yeah. <laughs> waiting for that phone call, yeah, I wasn't necessarily, you know, in the barn with the mares. I was the person they called when something looked like it was going to happen. And, you know, I was always sure going into it, everything would just be you know, a huge catastrophic incident. And usually they know what they're doing, but, you know, it's a uh, you know, lot of Pepsid, a lot of Pepsid doing that job. <laughs> and, you know. and you weren't even the one having the baby. <laughs> and I would no, trust me, I will never be the one having the baby. <laughs> She's like but, the expectant yes. dad. Yeah. You know, exactly. the floor. Yes. Yes. Definitely. What was the What was the you know. thing you would say in all the all those years you were at a professional operation like that? They were all warm bloods too, pretty much, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say was your favorite part of working at that job? Um, I mean, obviously, the horses you get attached to certain ones, um, you know. But I did also work with some great, great people. Um, you know, we had some great guys working. Um, with us and, um, you know, everybody, you know, I think overall, you know, horse people, you either got to love them or hate them, but I think the real crazy horse people kind of filter out of it, um, quickly. Um, and maybe they, I don't know, I hate to say they become amateurs, but, um, you know, they don't, they aren't the, you know, ones you necessarily have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, um, you know, Sorry, I just probably no, that's okay. half your... no, 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 that's we true. Every week. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. And then you got no, married. You got married here recently to uh, your lovely husband, who I've met before, named yeah. Jim. Yeah. And he's five a, years now. He's a truck driver, right? Yes. Yes. Um, he's plowing snow more than truck driving right now, but he is um, usually a truck driver. Yes, but um, his. His um, boss kind of has him plowing snow when the when necessary. They when, have a lot of contracts. When you have three that. feet of snow. <laughs> when you have three feet of snow, yeah, somebody's got to move it. So he's been doing a lot of that. Super nice guy, and you know, I was so happy for you when you met Jim. I really was. Yeah, super yeah, nice he's guy. A, he's a good guy, and um, he's starting to get into the horses um, a bit. He definitely, you know, knows how to bring them in, feed that kind of thing, and. Um, I needed to get a companion horse, so I got sort of a companion slash husband horse that I hope worked out as a husband horse. But he's learning how to ride now. Yeah. Well, that yeah. answers my question. Does hubby like oh. to ride? Does he um does he help out around the farm or or do you have your horses at home? Didn't let me ask that question. Uh yes, yes. We do have our horses at home. Um he does help out. Um I usually do most of like the stall cleaning, uh grooming, that kind of stuff. Um he does bring them in because he gets home earlier than I do, um, you know, during the fall and winter months. Um, and he does all the, you know, moving of manure piles and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, fence fixing, um, you know, the, yeah, the, the big heavy the manly tasks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to say the manly man stuff. Yeah. Does, um, well, see, I love the part that he gets home before you do and then, like, you know, can bring the horses in. That's such a mental relief. When you talk about, like, the anxiety of horse keeping at home, having yes. someone you count on, you you know, to just do that small thing, like, all right, I don't have to worry about leaving work early. It just relieves so much stress. And it's a oh, nice yeah. little balance yeah. of chores. Uh-huh. 
And he gets it. He understands, you know, that that allows him to connect in a way. Of course, everybody who feeds dinner or breakfast gets that. Oh, I love you, human. Uh Exactly. (laughs) Don't you love me too? Come feed me. I know. And his horse is almost like a dog. He will lick you. I mean, I've never seen a horse really lick people as much, but, you know, he'll nose around for at your, you know, hands looking for a treat or something. So then he'll start licking you. And I mean, he just, he's an odd duck, but he's a great horse and, and they get along, you know, they get along wonderfully. So us odd ducks yeah. get along with other odd ducks. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell us about your horse. Yeah. Uh, my horse is, I just got him about a month ago. Um, his name is Nacho. Um, Nachito was his racing name, but I got him from um, Mid-Atlantic Horse Rescue. And they got him, I believe, out of a kill pen in New Holland. Um, wow. And they had him about six months. Yeah, but he's, he's a wonderful horse. He's very, I mean, he is the quietest six-year-old thoroughbred you'd ever want to meet. Um, you know, and he is he's sound. I'm not really sure how he ended up where he did because he's, you know, overall, he's a really good egg, um, I would say. And I'm hoping, um, you know, we'll see what he wants to do. Um, we're still in the getting to know each other phase, but, um, I'm hoping to do some lower level eventing with him. Um, that's what I did with my former horse. So that's what I'm hoping for Knockwood. Well, you work right. you work uh, with Bit of Britain and specifically uh, with Tack of the Day, which uh, Helena and I know a little bit about. Um, we've talked yep. about that before. That uh, I was really the one that started Tack of the Day all those years ago, and then when I left Bit of Britain, uh, Helena took it over. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. over the operation of it, it's grown a lot since then, and and you work. So if the order is screwed up, they come to you. Is what it comes down to. It's all my fault. <laughs> yes, I'm the shipper. <laughs> I'm not responsible for all the cool stuff that they find. I'm not responsible for um, all of the cute jokes and everything that you know. I'm just the kind of back end um, receiving in the merchandise and getting it shipped out as soon as possible, and hopefully somewhat accurately. But yeah, you get your stuff wrong. Blame me. I'll, I can take it. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> it happens. It happens. There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, that is the thing. People don't realize, you know, when, when you know, I, back then, how, you know, we would sell hundreds of some items and that stuff all had to be shipped. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It, There's... It's still the same. Um, you know, it depends on the items too, but some stuff is just, yeah, people love it. I can't get enough of it. I remember having shirt days uh, where we would have like uh, 10, 15 yeah. different shirts shirt all day long, and shirt we'd sell thumb. four or 500 of those, and they'd all have to go out. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Oh, that, I think everybody who actually works for Cats of the Day has, you know, um, uh, not necessarily looked forward to Shirtathon because that was well, that was kind of like your radio on. There were a lot of work going shit, you know, in the press <laughs> of that. I remember. They I, were fun. I came up with the name Shirtathon, and you're still yeah. using that name? We haven't had them in the last couple of years, actually, since we, uh, they kind of expanded the website to we have a, like a two page where we have 10 or 12 different items right. every day. Right. Um, so it's not quite as, um, you know, we weren't changing out what, what, we did do like one day where it was, you know, different shirts every day, but we weren't necessarily, um, you know, sending out emails every day and featuring a different, or every hour, I'm sorry, and featuring a different um, shirt every hour. So we've kind of gone into, you know, we'll have, you know, big days of back on track sales and big days of um, 
uh, Charles Owen helmets are very, very popular when you do them. I bet. Stuff. So, yeah, we've, we've kind of expanded the different, you know, everything seems to run its course. So what, uh, how did you hear about us? Was it just because I kept promoting the hell out of the Horse Radio Network? Was that how? <laughs> I think so, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I started originally um, listening to Stable Scoop when it first came on. I think that I just learned about that because of you. Um, and I was listening to that in the 2010 um, uh, show, you know, pretty religiously um, there. And, um, yeah, I think I think it might have been just like, a, hey, I'm starting this idea because I'm sure at that point I had no idea what a podcast was. We didn't uh, either. You know, so. So, uh, I don't remember how I learned, but if it wasn't directly from you, I probably just, you know, know that. And she's my only friend from back then that l- still listens. So thank you, Chantel. Well, there, are a, there are people that listen. I now. know. I, I think know. Of, no one has the commute I have, so it doesn't have hours and hours and hours <laughs> of listening time. You yeah, because you listen to a lot of the shows. You listen to a lot of mm-hmm. different shows. Yeah. I listen to pretty much everything. Um, definitely, you know, you guys and uh, the eventing show, the Trissage show. Horses in the morning, I just automatically download, um, you know, and then usually I listen to the driving show too. And I love Jen's um, tips. We're always um, surprised you know, at how so. many non-drivers listen to the driving show, and I just think it's because Wendy's so much fun. You know, I, I, yeah, I just... you and Wendy do so good, you know, together. And um, you know, I love David Saunders when you have him on. Um, you well, know, yeah, you just like his accent. Over. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he sounds so cool. I just want to sound like him. You know. But. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's do this. Um, let's. Uh, we're running out of time, so we'll do the rapid-fire questions. Helena's going to lead you. You've heard these okay. before, so this is just uh, quick questions with quick answers, all right? Okay, sounds good. Helena. Chantel, what is your favorite food? Probably cheddar cheese, very sharp cheddar cheese or Mexican food. Mm. Mm. What would be Purple. your least favorite? What would be your least favorite food? Uh, coconut. Can't <gasps> I'm with I can't you on that. You. I, no, I'm with you on that. I don't like you. coconut at all. Coconut's so good for you. <laughs> okay. What is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Uh, people who do not curry their horses enough. Um, when you groom, you should curry as much as you brush. That's where all the health benefits of grooming go. That's where you're going to get your shine. And that people that just knock the dirt off make me crazy. I just can't even watch them. Okay. Who is your favorite professional equestrian? Uh, I grew up um, just in love with Mary King. Um, with I who? Also, who was um, that? You cut out a little bit. Uh, Mary King. Mary King. Um, okay. Mary Avenger King, okay. From, yeah, yeah. I love her. Just love her. What profession, other than the one you have now, or a career with horses, would you like to attempt? This is tough. Um, maybe... Uh, politics, not to be a politician, um, but like, you know, background policy, that kind of stuff. I, I'm fascinated with that, but, um, really? You know, my, yeah. I don't oh. know why. I almost, think I've known you all these years. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause everything's so focused on the horses. <laughs> you know, I don't think my husband even knows that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if you won a million dollars, where would you go on your first trip? Sounds stupid. I don't know if I would ever go anywhere. Um, I would buy a little bit more land and um, just um, a few more horses, probably, and stay home. 
I believe that. Maybe actually. Ireland. <laughs> Ireland would be fun too. There you go. Let's say I don't you know had if I'd have the guts to go. Okay, Ireland, but I don't know if I'd have the guts to go hunting in Ireland, which is what I would want to do. So I'd either have to go to Ireland, get really drunk, and then hunt. <laughs> well, that's what you do. That sounds normal, right? That's the order. Yeah, you have to yeah. take your old friend Helena because I'd have to get drunk to go over some of those ditches too. It's, exactly. In fact, I think it's probably the only way you can stay alive. You got to be at least half in the bag. <laughs> yes. Okay. What is your favorite celebratory word or phrase? Probably something stupid like, you know, woohoo. I seem to say that a lot on Facebook and stuff. Um, I'm a big cheerer. Uh, Okay. Woohoo. Woohoo. That was exactly. that's that that's all over tack of the day. I actually. would have said that for her too. I would have said yeah. it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most terrifying thing you've ever done and would you do it again? Uh probably uh, my first recognized training with my old horse. Um it was an MTPA and I would definitely do it again, but the third jump I thought I was gonna die over when I was walking the course, the fifth jump, I was sure I was going to die over um, walking the course. And I really didn't even pay that much attention to the rest of the, the course walk because I was sure I was going to be dead. Um, I knew he could do it, but I really thought that there was no way I could do it. Um, but um, I, I found out later that most people were using that as their final step before moving up to prelim. So it was definitely a beefy course, um, but it went it went fine. We actually were double clear. As you <laughs> so can tell, Chantel has a lot of self-confidence. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's just beaming in self-confidence. That just, just, they were going to kill me. I was sure of it. You know. <laughs> oh, boy. Sure, that's funny. Okay, so next question is, <laughs> I'm still processing that a little bit. <laughs> if you could have just one superhero power, what would it be? Uh, teleportation. I would never be in a car again. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Get where I wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's a good I one. Blame, I don't know blame, if that's blame. an actual power or technology. Well, it's your power. You can do what you want with it. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good yeah. one. Okay. And last one. If your horse could speak. If your horse could speak but answer only one question, what would you ask? You put, Well, you spelled your U apostrophe R-E. Grammar police. <laughs> anyway, well, it's messing me up. I'm reading from the script. I'm like, if you're a, ho- uh, if your horse, I can't can speak. spell. That's your job. Yeah. <sighs> All right. If your horse, okay. speak, <laughs> what would you ask him? Um, I would ask him if he's happy or what I could do to make him happier. I guess. You're so squishy. That's, that's, well, nice. that's the most important thing. You know, if they're happy, you're happy. You're so happy squishy. Horse, happy Good for life. you. That's really nice. Well, th- happy horse, happy life. It's so true. Thank you, yeah. Chantel, for joining us. We really appreciate you being on here, and we could not have gone through the year of the listener without talking to you. So, oh, well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Well, tell Jim I said hi, and I'm I sorry will. we're not going to see you at Ada. I usually get to see you and get a hug there, but uh, I'll miss you. I'll miss you, too. All tell right. Jennifer I said hello. And if people have bitches about Tack of the Day, they write to Chantel at <laughs> bitchhere.com. Then, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good See honey. you, Chantel. <laughs> All right. Thank you so Bye, much. Chantel. Bye, Chantel.
Bye, Helena. Well, there's no Tack and Habit segment today, everybody, because, uh, you know, we're going to eat. I'm leaving right after the show today. We're going to have a ton of uh, new products for you coming out that we'll bring to you. So we're looking forward to bringing those over the next couple of months here on the Stable Scoop Show. And, of course, you can listen live on Monday morning. I'll be coming live from Ada with Colleen, one of our auditors and listeners. She is going to be co-hosting with me. She is the product reviewer for Eventing Nation. And she'll be there all weekend with me, and we'll be uh, bringing all the new products we can find to you uh, for Monday morning on Horses in the Morning. Tune in at 9 a.m. Eastern. And then uh, we'll have a bunch more for you uh, on the weeks to come here on Stable Scoop. That's it for this week. You can find Helena at? You can find me at sparkleandboom.com, where I spend my days, well, earning some money to feed my away. horses. <laughs> Sleeving is slaving. Sleeving. Sleeving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learning about me how to talk. Uh, yeah, sparkleandboom.com. I'm a marketing specialist, and uh, so I support small businesses in their efforts to promote their companies. Including ours. Sparkleandboom again. Including Horse Radio Network, yes. That's right. For details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com. But did you know that you can get the HRN app on your iOS or Android phone? Yep. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to log in next week for another episode of Stable Scoop, where we'll bring another listener to you in this year of the listener. We And you know what? We talk about auditors all the time. If you want to become an auditor, just go to stablescoop.com and click on the banner in the middle of the page. You then get access to the super secret, super private, and very active Facebook page for auditors and listeners to the show. For as little as a dollar a month, you can qualify for that. We love your feedback. Join us on Facebook at Stable Scoop or follow our tweets or even better become an auditor like we had talked about many thanks to this week's sponsors uncle jimmy's who i think i'll see i think i'll probably see uncle jimmy this weekend he's usually at ada and also bed in a box i see them every night when i go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) be sure to visit all the great shows on the horse radio network you can find them at horseradionetwork.com are we done glenn yes that's it helena well At least there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. 